Joyce Collins was a flight attendant on a flight going to Manila in the Philippines. It was a red-eye flight. It was early in the morning hours, and suddenly a leak developed in the galley of the plane, and before long, the carpet throughout the whole cabin was soaked. Well, most of the passengers were, were asleep, and so she didn't make a big deal out of it, didn't make an announcement or anything. But one passenger woke up, and realized the dampness, and in her groggy sleepiness, she looked at the flight attendant and said, has it been raining? The flight attendant says, yes, but we put the top up. You know, some people just don't have a clue as to what's going on around them. I mean, they, they, they just get lost. But you know, unforeseen things are going to happen. Sometimes there's going to be a leak in the galley. Sometimes... More difficult things are going to happen. Sometimes good things are going to happen. But things happen. Chuck Swindoll, Christian author and preacher, says life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you deal with it. And, you know, life can be difficult sometimes. We try to live holy lives. We try to honor God and go the way that He would have us to go. But sometimes... Something happens and throws a monkey wrench into our plan, and we have to change plans. About a year ago, as most of you know, a little over a year ago, COVID hit, and we had to change our plans. We had to make some adjustments in what we were going to do here at the church. It can be devastating when you have to make adjustments and change your plans. But how you deal with it makes a a big difference in how things turn out. Now, I don't know if God caused COVID. God gives us free will. Uh, Somebody could have done something evil to bring COVID in. He allows us to make choices. I heard a preacher say last week, some people have to pay the stupid tax sometimes because they make bad choices and they do stupid things and it costs them something because of what they do. Last week we started a new series called Lessons from a Pandemic. And we have learned some lessons, at least I hope you have. And if not, I'm going to point out some lessons over the course of this series that I hope you'll pick up. And a lot of these relate back to principles taught in the Bible. So we're continuing today our series, and this title of this sermon is Adapt and Adjust. Do you know that God may change your good plan for His better plan? You know, I know a lot of you are out there working, trying to live your lives, and you have a, you have a good plan. But God may have a better plan. And God, uh, God may cause things to happen in your life for a purpose. I'm not saying that everything that happens in your life is for God's purpose, but sometimes things happen that are for a purpose. You think about just for a minute, the leader of our movement, the leader of Christianity, he had to go through the mockery of a trial, he was arrested, he was beaten half to death, he was nailed to a cross, but yet God took that and made something good out of it. He, of course, was buried, but he raised from the dead. And the Bible is full of unusual events that happened in people's lives that God used and turned around for good. I'd like for you to turn today to Acts chapter 16 in your Bible. 
This, of course, is the book of Acts written by Luke. Luke is the same person that wrote the Gospel of Luke. He's, he's got two books in our Bible. And he records in Acts the beginning of the church and how the church began and how Christianity spread throughout the known world at that time. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it gives a theme and an outline for the book of Acts. Jesus, before he's taken up to heaven, says to his apostles, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that's sort of an outline of how, how the book of Acts goes. They spread the gospel in Jerusalem, and then they spread out to Judea and Samaria, and they take it all over the known world uh, as it is known at that time. And the theme, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The Spirit is seen throughout Acts working in the lives of these apostles to help spread Christianity. I want you to think about that as we go through this passage that we're going to look at today. And we see an account of how the Spirit worked and led the Apostle Paul to help implement God's plan for the spread of Christianity. Acts chapter 16, we'll look at, begin at verse 6. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia standing and begging them, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. First thing I want you to think about today is just because you're on a mission for God, it doesn't mean you're going the right way. If you go back and look at Acts chapter 15, Paul, and along with his cohort Barnabas, had decided they were going to go back. They'd been on one missionary journey. We call it Paul's first missionary journey. And they went to some churches, and they had decided, let's go back to those churches and strengthen them. Let's, let's teach them some more. Let's help them some more. But they had a little argument, Paul and Barnabas, and they decided to part ways. Barnabas went another way, and Paul took a man named Silas, and he went back to those churches. Uh, we have here a map of his first journey. And he left Antioch, and he traveled all down in here to Cyprus and, and came up through here and, and messed around and went to some of these churches, and then he made it back to Antioch. Did a good work, very successful. Started a bunch of churches. So they were going to go back to visit those churches. Paul had a plan. But you notice in the text that we read, he didn't stay on plan. He, he, he tried to go the way he wanted to go, but God had a different idea. Now, I know that many of you in here, in fact, I would say most of you in here, are saying, you know, I'm dedicated to the Lord. I'm trying to live my life on a plan that honors Him. I, I've got some things I want to do for Him, and I want to live my life for Him, and so I'm going to go this particular way. But God may have a different plan. God may want to turn you in a different direction. And many of you are serious about your faith in God. 
You know, I think about our church. And last year, we were working on a five-year plan of things we wanted to do. We, we wanted to become aggressive and grow, and we wanted to do some remodeling and, and change a few things the way we do things. And we had this plan we were working on, and we were really hitting it hard, and COVID hit. And all of a sudden, we realized we can't do this plan. We're not prepared. We're not, we're, not, we're not at the place where we... And we had to put that plan on the back burner. I'll be honest with you, that plan's going to change based on what we're seeing now. We'll have to have a different plan when this whole COVID thing is over. Now, our church was doing well. We were having record attendance uh, for, uh, for the past several years. And our giving, we had the most aggressive budget that we've ever had. Now, those are not the most important things. Changing lives is the most important thing, but those are a good uh, uh, resource to look at when your attendance is growing and your giving is good. That tells you that your church is probably pretty solid and you're, you're doing some right things. And we were on track. COVID hit, we didn't make our budget that we had. Now, we, we were financially sound. We, we cut expenses and we, we survived, and we, we, we did very good. But our plans will change. You know, God may decide to change the plans that you come up with. Even if you're trying to honor Him, He may decide to change your plans. I wonder if when the Holy Spirit kept them from going to Asia, and we don't know how the Holy Spirit did that, text doesn't say it just says the holy spirit kept them from going to asia i wonder if some of those guys with paul were praying and say god you know we got the apostle paul with us he's wanting to go down there and tell people about jesus why won't you let us go but god steered them in a different direction we don't know how he did it then they tried to turn and go north they tried to go up here to bithynia it says the Spirit of Jesus, which is just another way of saying the Holy Spirit, would let them go there. What the Spirit did, uh, we could put the second map up. The Spirit sent them over here to Troas. And so they ended up over on the coast. Now, Troas is an important city. It's a seaport. And it has connections to a place called Macedonia. Paul had this vision that night when they arrived at Troas. And there's this guy from Macedonia. And he's standing over in Macedonia saying, Come over here. Come over here and help us. You know, visions are one way that God communicated with his apostles. Remember the apostle Peter in Acts chapter 10. He had a vision of, of food coming down from heaven on a blanket. And God convinced him that it was okay to eat what the Jews had called unclean food. But mostly God convinced him that he needed to start sharing the gospel with Gentile people. If you look at the book of Revelation, the Apostle John, that whole book is a vision that God gave him. You can go back into the Old Testament and, and Joseph, the great-grandson great of Abraham, had a vision and he interpreted dreams and visions for people. You know, when COVID hit, not only did we have to put our five-year plan on hold, but we had to totally rethink how we did church. We had to totally rethink it. And then suddenly, I had a dream. No, I didn't have a dream. No, I didn't. 
But Chris and Matt and Stephanie and Lisa, who was our secretary, and Donna, we started putting our heads together. And we started thinking about what do we do? How do we change? What, what do we need to do? How do we need? And we started thinking of stuff that we just took for granted, like I talked about last week. And things, you know, begin to have to change. We, were, we had our services being videotaped, to be honest with you. If that was going to be our primary means, it needed to be better. You know, we had a handful of people watching those videos each week. Now everybody affiliated with our church was going to be watching us on video. It had to be good. It had to be better. And our communication with our congregation. How do we communicate stuff? Mostly through a bulletin that we hand you when you come in the door and a newsletter that we hand you out once a month. All of a sudden, we say, how are we going to communicate with our people? We can't lose contact. We had to start gathering up email addresses, and we, we came up with about 300 email addresses that we sent emails to every week and a letter talking about what was going on and, and, and how things were going to change and how things were going to go. I remember back the week of, on Saturday was March the 14th, we had a women's event scheduled in the fellowship hall. It was just to get the women together, get to know each other, talk about ways they could work in the church, groups they could be part of. And we almost canceled that. It turns out it was pretty good. We had like 60 women in the fellowship hall. And women, uh, some of them were new, and they got to know other women, and they formed relationships that are still going on today. But we almost had to cancel that. We said, no, this will probably be the last event we have for a while because we don't know. And we had church on Sunday the 15th, and we, we, I remember standing up here and saying, look, don't hug anybody, don't touch anybody, wash your hands, you, use uh, sanitizer. And we weren't in the mass mode yet, and it was crazy. And the very next week, we canceled services. And for nine weeks, we didn't have services. Probably shouldn't have canceled that time because it wasn't as bad. But maybe it would have got worse if we hadn't. We don't know. Other churches had outbreaks in their church because they weren't being careful. But at any rate, we had to change the way we thought about things. And we wound up doing pretty good through that time. And we maintained a good following. In fact, we did some math. We had more people watching our services online than we had before COVID watching online and in person. So a lot of people heard the messages. A lot of people heard our worship. You know, when God wants to change your plans, He will give you some direction. He will help you. God made it clear to Paul somehow that he was not going to let him go to Asia or Bithynia. We don't know how. The text doesn't say. But we would say God closed the door on those things. But often when God closes a door to one place, He's opening a door to something else. And He opened the door for Paul to go to Troas. He was showing Paul, you're going to have to adapt and you're going to have to adjust to a new plan. Now I want to point something out here for you that you may not read. I didn't do it for a long time. Somebody pointed it out to me. But as you read through that passage we read, Paul, uh, Luke writes, after Paul had his vision the next morning, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia. Now, that's the first time Luke has used the word we in this scripture. 
all of a sudden we say, wait a minute. Luke is saying, I joined Paul and his team. If you just go back to verse 7 and 8, it says they. Luke's writing, they couldn't go into Asia. They couldn't go to Bithynia. Now in Troas, we are getting ready to go to Macedonia. Some people say Paul and Luke met in Macedonia. Now it doesn't say Luke was a humble guy. He doesn't try to toot his own horn. He's just interested in recording what happened and showing uh, how, how the church spread. Many people even believe that Luke was the man that he had the vision of. Maybe Luke had been over in Macedonia, which is, is modern day. It's Greece, the northern part. And maybe he had been over there, and he's saying, boy, I'm hearing all about this Christian thing, and, and I hear about this great apostle Paul, and I need to somehow get him here. I hear he's coming to Troas. I'm going to Troas to get him. And maybe that's why Paul had the vision. We don't know. It's just speculation. At any rate, Paul makes a decision, we're going to Macedonia. Paul had wanted to go to Asia and Bithynia. Look at what happened in Macedonia. You can read in Acts, they started a church in Philippi, in Thessalonica, in Berea. They got to preach the gospel in Athens to the most learned people in the world in that day. And they established a church in Corinth. And Paul wound up staying in that church for two years. As a result of that, we have three of our books of the Bible. More than that, five of them, because we have, we have uh, the book to the Philippians, we have First and Second Thessalonians, and we have First um, and Second Corinthians. And those places that Paul would later write parts of the Bible as letters back to those people. You know, when COVID hit, we had to adjust. You know, as I was looking back on that when I was preparing this sermon and I was thinking about that, and I said, you know, it would have been easy to say, oh, well, you know, we have to shut the church down. I guess we'll just, we'll just shut down and we'll just wait on them to tell us we can open back up. And we could have got mad and we could have blamed God and we could have done all kinds of things. But we put our heads together and we started praying and we started seeking the guidance of the Spirit. And it was amazing how God worked to help us do the things that we needed to do. And our attendance, when you look at online, and then eventually when we opened back up in person, has been close to what it was before we shut down. But we, we, we did what we needed to do. We adapted and we adjusted. And things are going to happen in your life when you're going to have to adapt and adjust. You can, you can sit back and say, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just, I'm just going to close the door and I'm going to sit down. Or you can adapt and adjust. And what God wants you to do is seek Him. And He wants you to realize He's going to use situations in your life to help you move forward in the direction that He wants you to go. You seek Him in prayer. You seek Him in Scripture. You listen to wise, godly people and what they have to say and take their advice and you look for the Holy Spirit's leading in whatever it is that you're facing. And God will not let you down. He will guide you. And devastating things are going to happen in our lives. They happen to all of us. Some worse than others. But God will work in that. He will not leave you alone if you continue in your faith. 
my prayer is that we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm looking forward to the day when the CDC says, large gatherings, it's safe not to have a mask. I'm looking forward to the day when they say, burn them, throw them in the trash. I'm looking forward to the day when, and I think it's coming early, early this summer, or sometime this summer, when we can get back to normal, when we can start having our Wednesday night meals again and our, our small group Bible studies on Wednesday night and, and things will, will change. But here's the connection. It's up to you to seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit to adapt and to adjust to follow God's plan. You know, Paul trusted God totally. When the Spirit closed the doors for him, he sought out where the open door was. And I remind you again, Chuck Swindoll's quote, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you deal with it. And you can give up or you can adapt and adjust and go forward and it's always going to be better if you seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit in what you do. And I read an encouraging article this week. It started out to be a discouraging article as I began to read it. It said, can the Church of England survive COVID? You know, the Church of England has been in trouble for a long time. People in Europe have just stopped going to church, many of them. Church attendance in England is way down and throughout Europe. And so they thought, with no more people than we have coming now, and COVID's going to shut everything down, and they shut everything down over there, according to this, March the 26th. But the priest at this one church... Reverend Pat Allerton, a church, a, a big church uh, of London, St. Peter's in London, he decided he was going to go out to the street and he was going to take a loudspeaker and he went out and did a walking service. They wound up calling him the walking priest. And he went out and took his speaker and it says the first Sunday he went out, he played Amazing Grace by Judy Collins and initially, he got people's attention as he walked through the streets of London. And then he had a prayer, and he had a one-minute sermon. It took seven minutes, and he walked around doing this over and over again. The article says he wound up doing 64 services in London during COVID before they got to open their church back up. But the amazing thing is, people came, and people listened, and people were blessed. There was one lady who said so many people commented on social media saying things like, I'm not religion, I'm not religious, but I got goosebumps. And there were tears, one lady said, coming down my face. And another lady said, it was God's presence touching people. You know, no matter what happens, God is still at work in this world. And God wants to be at work in you, in you and through you, and he wants to guide and direct you. But you have to seek him and the Spirit's guidance. And sometimes life's going to throw the unexpected and you have to adapt and adjust. Let's pray. God, I thank you for men like the Apostle Paul. Lord, who were sold out for you. And they wanted to do, they wanted to live holy lives and they wanted to do what you had called them to do. and No matter what they faced, they were always looking to you 
and looking to your leadership and your guidance and striving to become all that you could have them be. And so we thank you for their example. We thank you for the writings of men like Luke that revealed to us how your spirit worked to encourage us, Father, to not give up when we face difficulty, to keep going and to keep looking for the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we seek to do your will. We thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen.